0: Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Uh, we've just finished what was episode five. Uh, we have Jeff and Ryan still here to talk through what happened. Uh, congratulations, guys. You did it. Well done. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. That was really fun. Yeah, that was fantastic.
0: I, I really love that room. I, 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 like, I love the way it ends it's It's really fun,
2: yeah, it's not it's not too corny, no,
0: it's
1: good. No. Okay. no i think I think the metal the thing that was written on it is and the twist that actually like kind of hit me in the heart in a way where I was like, oh, that's so lovely that it's like you are the best at everything, <laughs> and you definitely read it the first time as being like some angry other you know silver medalist or something, and <laughs> then mm-hmm. it's so lovely that it's a compliment that's just genuine,
3: yeah, but at the same time, I was like, devin, you really i mean you owe us. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna ruin the moment, but there will be follow up. Sh- here's
1: the question: You should have told <laughs> her to go solve all these
2: things. Yeah. Well, were
0: you in on it? Is that is that is the is the canon of this situation that you guys were in on it, and she's just really bad at puzzles, so you have to help her out? And we were Actually, like, Devin, decided, don't tell us but... the
3: answers. Like, we're gonna solve it. <laughs> and he's just like waiting in there for hours.
2: I mean, to be fair, everything that was done in here. Roslana could have done on her own. Mm. And I mean, she had in to some, do some cases of it. she actually did have to do that with did,
0: Yeah, she did contribute. She she did the discus. She did the, the run. Mm. Uh, what I love, so I, I playtested play tested this and I and I had my own. Like you know, I got to the ending where it was a twist, and it was really fun. Listening to it again, knowing that that's the concept, is really fun. Like I do love one thing. I didn't notice uh, the the medal, the note that came when she had the fake medal. Said, uh, "If you want to find your real prize, yep. oh, press the red button." Oh yeah, and the real that's prize great. That's is, a great is, touch. Is, is, is Devon, which is lovely. Yeah. And then going back to that, like how much of these of of these uh, puzzles are so contrived physically? Like, you know, how right. did three random footprints get in there? It's mm-hmm. not because they're naturally there. It's because literally someone built this as a real escape room for mm-hmm. a proposal. Mm-hmm. Like when it was all done, Devon has gone around. Setting up all of these puzzles and like putting the javelins in the right order and putting you know, the scoreboard like, he set in upside up. down. Yeah, I did like, <laughs> like that element of it, it. That,
3: that from the beginning, each puzzle wasn't something that I was going like, "How could this logically happen?" I was like, "Somebody is leaving clues for us." You know, like that, Ooh, yes, I, I like that.
0: Yeah, and it really <laughs> felt that way the whole way through. Like, and especially knowing that it was someone deliberately leaving clues. But even at the start, right? You know that it's someone who's got this like riddler batman style like oh you think you're so smart see if you can solve my puzzle batman a
2: lot more maliciousness behind it than there actually is
0: just it like it all fits together so well it's really lovely
1: i love how like each of the areas kind of leads to each other and that like once you get a lay of the Mm. land you kind of go like oh the well like we found the memory card, and mm-hmm. we knew exactly where that was going to go. Or Ryan did, at least. And then, you know, <laughs> when we find the shoes in the lockers, it's like, well, we're going back to the long jump. And then, mm-hmm. you know, each each thing kind of, like, brought you to a different part of this space. Yeah, and, then and I felt, you like, yeah, from back the beginning, looking
3: at the at the map, I was like, oh, okay, there's, like, we could we check out each location easily. I just felt like it was laid out very nicely. You know, there wasn't like a nook or a cranny that we missed or something like that. It was like a nice mm. big circle um, with sort of like a concentric circles inside of it.
1: Based on my initial drawing, I was like, I'm not, I'm doing myself any favors and I'm really going to hurt myself by <laughs> drawing it like this. And then it wound up being totally good. And I felt like I could understand <laughs> the space.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's good. This one did have a really nice sense of space. Like it did feel like everything had appropriate places mm. and also this, uh, this feeling of doing stuff on the way to other stuff like you guys checked out the track on the way back to the change tent mm-hmm. and uh, for me mm. during the play test I came out of the change tent and wanted to go to the judges tent so I thought oh you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to do a really quick 100 metres and just ran down the 100 metres and, right, and that's I where I got where my like you did 13.9 seconds um, kind of thing like I saw all that while I was doing that because it just felt mm. right within the space yeah. to do it on the way uh, which is a really cool one.
1: I love um, that she we also... that she almost oh, yeah. made it, and then it was like putting on the shoes. As like it's like I was like <laughs> I solved the puzzle.
0: And, mm-hmm. Oh, you you
1: wanted me to solve it even more. God, yeah, that <laughs> part especially <laughs> yeah. like
3: that felt so like yeah, that felt so well put together to me. Like such a like when you're playing like a point and click adventure, and suddenly you're like, oh my god, I have all the pieces. Like we can do this thing that I've been like. They keep clicking this, and then the person shrugs and goes, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. we're like, we had, you know, we had, like, the power-up that would that would get it done. I really like that.
2: <laughs> nice. And, yeah, canonically, Devon is also a runner, but he's been just shaking his head at Roslana's <laughs> lack of... <laughs> Cleated shoes mm-hmm. forever for the entire time <laughs> they've been together. It's together exactly.
0: <laughs> He's that like, I'm telling you, these the will make thing. you faster. And
3: she's like, I just, it just doesn't, see, I don't understand how.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's magic. So I he think. won one of their uh, petty
3: arguments and proposed to her in the same day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's really interesting when you do, when you do compare this to the last uh, room that you designed, which was the bakery, it, it has that opposite feeling. Like, you always like things so clearly set up the next step that they go like the judges table goes, you are looking for the results of these two sports. Right. You need the high jump. Like it sets up your, your goals. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't know the full purpose, like it's, it has this very clear, this is what you are looking for. So then when you spend the rest of the time searching, you're like, oh, wait, long jump scores, I needed those. Wait, hold on, let's add that to my current tally. I was okay. so mad that I had
1: done it all in my head and then like when it timed for the second <laughs> event, I was like, I don't, I got to redo it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you guys gave me just a mini heart attack, a very small one, the, uh, when you did that. So you worked out the long jump point tally and added it on and then went back to the lockers to see if that worked. And I was just a little bit worried. I was going, oh, did I make the winning tally different enough after the second right. event?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh. Like, I need to make sure <laughs> like that, that the jump isn't Like, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: worked. It worked out well. Yeah. yeah I'm actually no, sure I, my, f-
2: I think in my first iteration, it may not have because I accidentally just at random picked almost the exact same countries.
0: <laughs> so they're just going to be in the yeah. lead either way. So I also, I had to the first that. time
1: I threw the discus, I almost, as a joke, was like, and I mess it up and I throw it into the net, but I didn't. Now, <laughs> I've,
2: I've got to say, that is still my one thing that worked out in the playtest and worked out in this, mm. but that I am concerned about. So one of my things that I wondered, I could very easily just make the javelin clue point in a slightly different, more specific direction. Mm-hmm. So you have to aim it at a really specific place. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. It seems to be working out so far, so I guess now it's the problem for all the other GMs out there to figure out.
3: Yeah, cause I, I guess, guess what happened. happen play this game? If, like, when we first got to the discus, I was like, I'm going to shake the net, you know?
2: Mm. I would. Uh, there's also the other alternative to make sure that Roslana keeps being relevant. You guys can just be weak.
0: Yeah, you just okay. can't okay. throw a discus no very hard, <laughs> and you really need to slam it into mm-hmm. the net to make this work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the easiest, like, current solution. Yeah, yeah. There's, right? there's ways around. And it's not until you have a direction sure. for it that Ruslana's is like, oh, no, I can do that. It's mm. not working for you guys. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Cause Which I-
2: again, maybe instead, of, like, I need to make her some combination of a runner and a hammer thrower.
0: Is that she's a tr- she's a pet dec- No, that's just <laughs> lots of runs. Is that one, the kind of, like, the
3: key to the storage locker, I guess, is kind of, is that, like, the only piece that if you get it out of order that would really, really mess it up? Because you could just go straight to getting the solution.
2: I suppose so. Mm -hmm. But that would involve you literally breaking the high jump bar over your knee.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: Which I did consider doing. Would you have allowed me to do it?
2: Absolutely not.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Again, you're weak.
0: Yeah, you're too weak to do it. Yeah, too weak to break a hollow bar. To to break it appropriately, (laughs) it has to be... Because like you can't you can't sequence break it like solving puzzle right like it's lo- you need to get the one point two two which means you need to have done the high jump uh, to, to, to do do to the race yep. mm-hmm. to do the race you need to have had the cleats and the yep. cleats you need to do all of the score and the hep- and the heptathlete stuff and all like there's no way you can get them otherwise without having solved all the heptathlete yeah problems. yeah man I'm so, I'm always so impressed with how you put one. this
3: together it's really it's really amazing. Uh, yeah, that was a great a great room.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've got my original notes in front of me. And Did the- you have
0: to re re like Did you have to reorder anything as you were going when you re- did you realize anything You're like oh that's going to leave an open hole?
2: Apparently, let's I don't think really. It's usually just so much that I change arrows if I just think, oh no, why did I put an arrow from that thing to that thing if I reversed it it would be so much easier. <laughs> Like I have something that goes, oh, what have I got from the warm up area to the tracks initially? And I went, no, no, that's silly. Let's say warm up area, long jump, tracks. Mm.
0: Mm. Ah, okay. So that would so have been. So you can get
2: the shoes, get to the get spikes. The shoes. Yeah, okay. As opposed to going from the warm up area straight to the track.
0: Which is like just get some shoes with spikes I on them and I go straight there. I guess I hadn't even there.
2: planned that out. Yeah, but yeah, my first note for that just says sportsperson's medal has been replaced with a fake. They think it's a cruel prank, but it's really a proposal with the ring inside. <laughs>
3: oh so do you usually start with sort of like a scenario or do you begin with i usually
2: start i usually oh no puzzles come absolutely dead last i usually start with the location Mm -hmm. and i draw the picture of the things that should be in there or could be in there and then i say what the scenario is that makes
3: sense yeah
2: and that usually gives me where i want the room to end and then i can come up with a couple of easy starting points and then i just Arrow away and then come up with the connections afterwards.
3: Yeah, I gotta say I liked how interactive everything was in different ways. You know, it's like some of it was about investigating, like finding the uh, the micro SD card in the sand. But I felt like every puzzle had sort of a varied feeling to the solution. Um, I'm and, glad. Uh, yeah, and part of that was the NPC being a part of the solutions. I liked too. That was interesting.
2: Awesome. Um. Yeah. Because Bill, I think you tried the same thing with a couple of different things. And um, oh, you were did doing I? Playtest. I can't remember. I probably did. I think you did, and that insulted me.
1: <laughs> I love the idea that Bill did a maniacal laugh for this guy who he knows is proposing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: maniacal. It was lovely. <laughs> he
2: did it in the playtest as well. Big and booming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently,
2: it was, was, I it was just... getting married to Santa. <laughs> Danny, your
1: reaction of of being like, "I told you not to do that," was me. Being like- <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it would be like a crazy <laughs> laugh to be like, ha, 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 you, I've got you. Where uh-huh. I, where I watch you? I don't
3: know. Yep. <laughs> um, In my how, arms. How long did that take us?
0: Oh, a
1: while? Yeah, we've been recording yeah, for that, an hour yeah. and
0: 50 minutes right
1: now.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like an hour and a half when we finished, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, okay. something like that. And then, so it probably took you like an hour and 15 or something, yeah. given all the, all the stuff at the start. Which is fairly reasonable lately. Okay, like, cool. A lot of these rooms are spilling out into that.
2: Yeah, apparently I'm accidentally making them harder.
0: It's getting slightly longer every time.
3: Uh, um, it felt, I mean, it, we were, it felt pretty quick to me, just because it was pretty engaging. But I, I, I didn't. Yeah, try no, you did. You did
0: find there was nothing that like stuck you guys for very long. You, you can, you sort of kept being able to move from thing to thing. Mm,
2: definitely. There was
0: one that I got much faster. Like it's one of those things where like my head was waiting for it, which is as soon as I heard at the start that the stands go up really high. I was just mm-hmm. waiting to find something to look at from really high. Yeah. So as soon as I found those javelins, I was like, I run, I run to the top of the stadium. I have a look at these javelins.
3: Yeah, I see. I uh, love the dimensionality of that because I totally wasn't thinking about that in my, you know, in my mind. Um, and then when once it was kind of pointed out like this, not from here, I was like, oh my God, yes. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I tried to make the wording Obvious, but not too obvious. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, so I think it was the right level yeah, of Yeah, so that, that you'd feel accomplished when you heard it.
3: Yes, you did a great job at that.
2: I think that using the word, like, you'd have a bird's eye view bird's from Bird's eye
0: view is great. Seems I like think. it's
2: a giveaway.
0: Like, that's such a bird's eye view. That's a different view. <laughs> that's a different way of looking at stuff. I, I, I had a lot of fun with this one when I played through it and I'm glad it, it was, and, and, pre, and it was very similar. This one had very few changes from playtest to final product. Like Most of it was fixing of typos. Um, There were some pretty bad typos. (laughs) Like originally, that score that we found that you have to flip upside upside down.
2: down. I'd I'd just typed the wrong number for it, so it didn't work. Yeah, it
0: was (laughs) four six one six two 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 point one, so it just said (laughs) one one point point two 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 gig. gig. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. Now, maybe that's wrong. In
2: my notebook, I have the correct thing written (laughs) down. I just transcribed poorly.
0: Um, But most of it was exactly the same. There really weren't many uh was there anything substantial i mean I the big was. thing
2: was the lockers being oh, named. that was the
0: difference so initially
2: then the lockers didn't have people's names on them and i did as you tried to do afterwards anyway just plan on you going through and trying to find the heptathletes lockers by putting the number into all of them which i acknowledge now at the time was pretty silly yeah because it's that's, kind of like yeah when you've got lots of lockers that seems to be an implication that trying things randomly isn't what you want to do
0: exactly so mm-hmm. i just
2: said okay easy solution to that let's name the lockers you've got three <laughs> names from the scoreboard anyway so it makes sense and those are ones to look for and that's exactly what you did
3: yeah i yeah i yeah i i felt like the the flow of all these puzzles was great like i loved the the last one we did when we were on here the first time but this one i like even more <laughs> Well, I
1: also find it interesting that, like, I know a lot of the time you like to do a second secret room that you like open up and then like go into a second room. Uh, sure. And
2: but, yeah, I, there was like a point that, where I
1: was like, I don't think that's going to happen this time. <laughs> we were like an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes in and I'm like, this is just a stadium. <laughs>
2: In, in the real escape rooms, when you get to that point, you start to go, oh, no, I haven't found a second room yet. It's too late. If I find one, I've just lost. Right. So you don't want it to happen.
0: They're going to kick me out. It was, yeah, I really, look, I really liked it. I don't, was there anything I had trouble with when I was playing through hmm was there anything you guys felt really good about like when you sold it was any moments that you felt really smart or moments where you felt really dumb um immediately
3: as soon as i found that sd card and knew exactly where it went i was i just kind of like had a jolt of excitement i was like okay we're on Mm, we're like because we before that we'd just been kind of investigating and i was like we don't know what of course so that like first piece that fit with another piece i was like I, i just was like yes Yeah, you're absolutely Um,
2: right. That is always a good moment.
1: For me, it was when I went back over to the sign, and it was like time to beat twelve point five, and I was like, Mm -hmm. "Well, maybe it should be beaten." Let me try to go over
0: and. I
3: I, I I was going to say when you said that, I was like, "Oh yes, Jeff, of course!" Like my head was not even there. I was going like, "What do these numbers associate with?" Like looking (laughs) at the judges. That was like like
0: the equivalent from our previous from the bakery room of the moment where you decide to eat all of the bread to solve puzzles, which oh, is what yeah. you need to do in the bakery room. Um, the version of this is, you know, you can just do it, right? Just run it. Beat the time. Do yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has, it's got that same flavor to it of a take a step back from solving puzzles, just beat it, just run, right. be an athlete today. I and I love that this, right? like, it like,
1: we then got her to do it and so we got closer but not all the way and then it was the cleats, like, it, you know, the progression of it was great.
3: Yeah, it makes it feel so much less like theoretical puzzles and more like you're there walking around doing it when that's the solution. Um,
2: Which is... It's kind of nice to be able to try to get that into a podcast because I really love that about real-world escape rooms, Mm -hmm. that some of them are just still very sit-down, thinky puzzles, but I really enjoy it when i get to do something big and physical and feel like i'm on survivor doing a challenge there yeah,
0: i mean that's and that's usually the sign of doing a good escape room mm. if you, if a good escape room makes use of like the setting and the theme mm. and the physical space that's what you want like, that's how totally. an escape room should be and ones where you just sort of are in a room solving puzzles that are sort of you could solve in any room in mm. any way you know like oh i wrote down all the numbers i'm just going to solve them and put a code in isn't as fun yeah. right it's immediately not as engaging yeah, yeah was, this is the same and, i'm gonna ag- say are again, there escape just...
3: rooms where you're like swinging on ropes and stuff because like the one i well, did was just I... a room with numbers and puzzles basically
2: the best one that we've done in regards to physical things you get from one room to the other by way of a human hamster wheel
3: oh that's awesome Yay.
2: It's as, well as, as well as also getting
0: from one room to another by moving the physical room that yep. you're in to a different location. Oh, an unbelievable room. I
2: won't say which. I don't want to say which one it is because that's now
0: that's hugely now spoilers. spoilers but kind some, of like oh, it's very, spoilers, very cool. But, that's really yeah. cool. Oh, man.
2: Absolutely wonderful.
0: Uh, but even just stuff like we've done rooms where we've had to like, you know, it's one of those those, actually we've done multiple rooms now where it's, you know, the sort of puzzle of, like, which plug goes in where based on certain criteria that you found, but, but you in- just physically have a huge pile of giant plugs that you have to plug into a wall in different, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you should be doing. And You've It got makes a you feel space, fun
2: and useful
1: and, and it makes
0: you feel, tough. like, within the setting, right? Like, mm. you are actually doing this. You're not just theoretically coming up with the answer to how would that be done? Oh, cool. Uh, so the, the better, I think, physical a real escape room, the more actual stuff you can do that is still puzzles. Yeah
2: and obviously works. and you did it here? Well, as well obviously through this it's much harder because you're not. Mm. You you can just do this in any room, but trying to impart a little bit of that feeling
0: mm-hmm.
2: just even a little bit well, by actually giving your character physical action. Well, yeah, it's, it's like it role playing
0: right? Yeah, yeah. The difference between just being like, okay, here are a dragon's stats, start rolling dice until the dragon's stats go down and mm-hmm. yours, you know, compared to the dragon lunges in and jumps in. Oh, I'm going to run up to the top of the hill. And I'm going to try and like fire down mm-hmm. from here. Like it's still just an, a theoretical description of how long it takes to kill a dragon, totally. but, but it has presence and physical space, right? And that makes a good combat in D&D mm-hmm. or like a good thing, you know, is using the environment in real ways. Yeah, and it,
2: is a, it is a risk sometimes with something like this, because it means that the players can come up with things that you hadn't anticipated and you've suddenly got to, well, in, in tabletop role playing games, you want to say yes to things, but in this I have to be able to say no sometimes, yeah. or it'll break everything. Right. Like, tying javelins together. Interesting thought. Yeah. Hadn't considered that. Makes sense. Yeah. I definitely
3: wanted to do that. But <laughs> uh, we had no rope, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I remember, if I had I tried, I'm sure time I could have we a rope. I think the first time we were on, you told us, like, the solution isn't going to be, like, breaking anything, or, you know, so right. I kind of had those rules in my head which kind of, like, holds back my rules, D&D, yeah. like, you, know, you can't break down the door. Like, are you sure? Because exactly. I'm going to try. Like, here comes well, Natural 20. <laughs> like-
2: That's the thing. I totally want to be able... There are lots of people who ask about uh, putting puzzles into D&D sorts of things, and I would love to try to make some escape room-style things specifically for a D&D-style setting, except you do have to really consider that. And mm-hmm. when I GM my actual role-playing games, I always consider what if the players just blow everything up right now? What if they just go on a stabbing spree I de- and things like that? Items and you've or really doors... got to keep that in mind. Oh, go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's about just it. I was going to
3: say, items or doors you need intact have a magical ward. Your, your <laughs> yeah. explosion seems to have done nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your sword melts. Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, no, I, I really think, uh, you know... I, because whenever I've run games, like, puzzle-making was always, like, my weakest suit. Like, you'd always come up with something that you think makes sense, or I would at least, and then, like, people look at it and they're like, so there's a bunch of runes, huh? And they're like, yeah. What do they mean? You know, you don't know. Like, well, okay, we're gonna move on. Like, <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think partly that also becomes a tendency in D&D puzzles. Is the sort of stuff that makes a bad escape room puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff that doesn't have much physical interaction. Right. Other than maybe like put the blue orbs in the right places.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Because things that require more physical act like interaction get solved with non-puzzle stuff, right? They start breaking stuff yeah. and hitting stuff. Right. So so they're often drawn back to, here's a riddle. You know, like just yeah. listen to this riddle and then come up with a solution to this riddle because they like they have less physical interaction with your environment, which means less chance for I'm going to roll a strength check to just break this thing. I got a 20. You better give it to me, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they they try Mm, and take that aspect out of it more. But we know from doing this that that's the most enjoyable aspect of solving these puzzles. It totally is. So it's hard to balance. I think people deliberately avoid it for D&D because it's so much easier to exploit within those rules. But
2: even then, in D&D, you get given a riddle. Just to stop your players just rolling
0: intelligence? That's the worst. Yeah. I make a knowledge roll. Do I know the answer to the riddle? My yeah. <laughs> that character's really smart. He's got intelligence at 22. I'm not that smart, so I don't need to know. And
2: that's what I still need to try to figure out how that works. Because even worse, what if your player knows the answer, but they're playing the one intelligence barbarian?
3: <laughs> that's the worst. Um, my solution Crocs for that would be if they roll even a 20, fish. I would be like, uh, you get a hint. You know, like You, you can have mm. help.
0: I think that's the best way to do it right. Like you, you would just have hints that you give out based on so like if you hit a, you know, DC 15, here's the hint that I will give you. Could be. DC 20, here's the hint that I'll give you. You know, and they get easier and easier, but they're still hints mm-hmm. that help the player rather than a character has the solution. I mean, Maybe. Also then, part of yeah, the,
2: the border between character and player, it's tricky to know where you want those lines drawn and yeah, who should be solving it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so impressed with the puzzles, partially because of D&D. I think most people get so caught up in, like, what monsters are going to be wearing stuff. Like, all, all the puzzle stuff, you start to think about, oh, maybe I should put a puzzle. Um, and I just don't have the mind for making it. So I'm always appreciative to get to play them.
0: <laughs> we should start, like, we should make a little shop on DriveThruRPG and sell, like, system agnostic puzzles. Just, like, these will fit into whatever campaign. Here's a little puzzle. Just stick nice. it into your game whenever you want. I think That'd you could fun. totally do that. I think we should. Danny, get going. <laughs> <laughs> go, D- go design. Um, I reckon that's something people would enjoy. Little books of, of agnostic puzzles, so they w- work in whatever system you're playing.
2: Could be fun. Yeah, maybe we should try um, You keep saying we. I can
0: help. <laughs> okay. I've designed puzzles before. Yeah,
2: go for it. I'm a I'm
0: a I'm an integral part you of got, the puzzle making. You got the thumbs things. up
2: from me. Do it. All right, I'll do I it. Encourage I encourage you. Time
0: i'll quit my job mm. um well you guys did really well like uh, like it was i i hope you had fun I'm, you, you seem like you had fun which is good mm-hmm. we did uh and thank you for coming back on the show it's really nice to have you back
1: thanks for having us
3: back anytime
2: now just just one little uh i wouldn't call it an easter egg at all Ooh. but just one little thing to think about so the announcer's box was just a big glass box mm-hmm. where was devon hiding
3: Oh, I, mm. I kind of pictured that there was glass on the front. I didn't realize it was all...
2: No, no, there is pretty much just glass at the front and sides. Was but... he, he was
0: he was mm. pretending to be a desk, and the red button was just the top of his head ah. painted red. So when he pushed it, he was like, oh, okay, and then he pressed some other smaller button inside. We Got didn't it. notice that his was desk having. costume when he stood up and knocked down the door. <laughs> well, you were distracted by the, by the scoreboard.
3: Uh, is there an answer to that? That you, no, that not you at all. have? No? Okay.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean it could just be something boring like he was hiding under one of the
3: desks. Ha, he, does, he just put he like a sheet desk... over his head and stood really still.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Some place where he can watch it all from too.
3: Yeah, you'd think you'd look at him and you'd go, Oh, it's a floor lamp that they covered for some reason. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: There's, there's usually a statue of Devin in that room Which he just removed <laughs> And he stood there looking like the statue There's a
1: statue of a man in the corner Don't pay any attention to
0: it <laughs> Pay no attention to the man in the corner um, uh, But no, look, you guys did really well uh, so, so thank you for coming back uh, It was really fun having you uh, For people who are listening to this episode and Need a reminder uh, Or actually need all the information, I guess uh, If people want to hear more of you they can find you on, on at, for for no cat podcast. You're also on Twitch now, which is cool. Do you want to give like a rundown of where people can listen to your lovely voices?
1: Sure. Uh, just search no one can know about this in your podcast player of choice or no one Can know about this We're at no cat podcast on Twitter and stuff like that. That's N O C K A T. And yeah. then we're at we're twitch.tv slash no podcast if you're into Twitch. And uh, that's pretty much it. We go by no cap podcast on social media and where no one can know about this, so you should be able to find it that way
0: uh, and I would look I'm definitely for people who are on the fence. it is very, very funny and really well put together as a show like it's a really it, it's it's one of these shows that when you try and describe it, you usually only cover a little sort of section of what it is uh, and it just it's it's so much more it's a really cool thing to listen to, so definitely go and give it a Give it a listen if you haven't already.
2: And I suppose, much like ours, it's one of those things that if you describe it to people, some people might have a "Does that really work as a podcast?" Yeah. sort of reaction.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, does. it does. It does. It works very well as a podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, so, go thank check you it very out. Much start from. For do, do you think people should start from the beginning, or can they jump in right on whichever Final Fantasy is their favorite? Uh, I, think I you would, would just start say, at any say start
3: season. from the beginning of any season. You know. Yeah. Yes. Well, like, you don't want to start in the middle of a game, but uh, you know.
1: Each season covers one game, so if you're specifically into Final Fantasy VII and don't care about the earlier ones, just start at the beginning of Season 4. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the, it also is like a full journey, so if you want the full experience, do start
3: at the beginning. Yeah. And but see at how the same this whole You thing get better happen.
2: at the game, season by season.
3: A little bit. Not, I mean, not as much as we would like. Um... <laughs> But also, you know, it's not like we're um, building inside jokes continuously. We kind of try to start fresh each season. So if you started a later one, I don't nice. think you'll be listening to us going like, what are they talking about? Right. Um.
1: But each each season does kind of have its own ongoing jokes. So if you jump in the middle of a season, you're going to kind of not. You'll be lost. Yeah, you might be a little lost.
0: Wonderful. Uh, well, go, go listen, everybody. Go listen to this, to their great show. Pick a random thing. Start with Final Fantasy 4. It's Just a good one. one. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. I don't know
2: anything about 4.
0: You're a guy Nothing. who works for an evil empire and then you're like, oh, that's pretty oh, bad, and then you okay. stop and then maybe you don't. Oh. and then Everyone's brainwashed. It's great. Gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a pretty good summary of of Fantasy 4. I agree. You're a dark knight, then you're a light knight, then you're a grey knight, maybe. <laughs> who knows by the end? Yeah. Um, all right. For people who want to find more of us, obviously you found the podcast. Welcome. Hello. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at EskThisPodcast. We're Escape this Podcast on Facebook. Send us an email. escapethispod at gmail.com. Uh, yes, all of those are different. thispod uh, at gmail.com. We love getting emails. Uh, we like responding to emails. It's always really fun to interact with people. We also have a Patreon, uh, which we would love if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the free Games that we give every fortnight. If you enjoy the, the the listening to us, then your support on Patreon is the best way that you can support the show. Um, we have a few different perks for people there. Anybody who is a patron of any level can have their name appear in an episode. And this episode, it was thank
2: you so much to both Roslana and Devon for appearing in this room. See, not all of my characters are terrible
0: people. Yeah, you got two lovely characters. You're officially the best patrons. Uh, they gotta also, get married now. Uh, any five. And you have to get married now in real life, sorry. Um, any $5 donor gets uh, all of our bonus uh, episodes, which for a while now has been Fortnite. Every two weeks, there's a new bonus episode. Uh, generally, those are the playtests, um, but there's also trivia games. Uh, there's us playing murder mysteries from the public domain. And there's a whole, whole bunch of different fun uh, bits uh, and pieces. bonus content. Uh, as we have more guest people, we have fewer play. T- uh, more like guest hosts, we have fewer playtests. So there's more weird different stuff that we're doing uh but that's effectively every two weeks there's a new bonus episode uh ten dollar donors get badges we're doing a badge for every season that gets sent out with a card and some nice stuff to all of our donors Uh, and then there's other there's another level above that as well
2: and the other place that you can hopefully find us by now being that this is episode five hopefully possibly maybe maybe maybe
0: it's not out yet but you never know is we hit our 500 hundred dollar goal on patreon so we now have a second show Uh, and if not now soon depending how long it takes us to get all the artwork done uh which is called solve this murder uh in which we solve murders danny creates murder mysteries and i solve them as the detective i talk to the talk to all the the witnesses and the family members i find clues and i just accuse everybody it's great uh so if you want to you can go and find that i don't know all the details yet because it's in the process of being set up but whether it's out or not yet it will be solve this murder which should be on all of your podcatchers etc uh I think that's pretty much everything. I think we're good to go. Wonderful. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, Go review us on iTunes. See ya. Do that.